Welcome to Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. We're doing things a little bit differently this week. After 38 episodes, we're finally taking a week off. It's the Thanksgiving holiday week. I'm going to be out of town. Everyone's with their families. So we figured this would be a good opportunity to do it. We do want to say over these last 38 episodes, we've had a blast doing this. It's it's a ton of fun. Hopefully that translates to what you hear in the final product. Sports, we obviously enjoy it very much. We enjoy clowning on each other and goofing around. It's been a lot of fun to share that with uh, all the listeners. So just a thank you to everyone who's listened and uh, shared the show with friends, passed it along. We, we certainly do appreciate it. Our, our listeners have grown and uh, we're hoping to continue to grow over the next 38 episodes and on. So, so what we have in store for you is a montage of clips that didn't quite make the final shows. If you're a listener to the show, you know that we tend to ramble on quite a bit, and sometimes we go on quite excessively. But in a lot of that, it produces some, some interesting stuff. But for time reasons, we cut it out. But it's been saved in the Guys in Shorts lockup for an episode just like this one. So the first deleted scene we'd like to share with you is from episode 22. It's not me, it's you. And it was our rule changes that we all came up with. Obviously, that topic produced a ton of discussion that was up for debate. And we just couldn't include all of it in one episode. It was too much. So... So our first bonus segment is rule changes from guys in shorts. Hope you enjoy it. I've got something for uh, the NCAA. All right, bring how it. About, how about you pay your goddamn players? Ooh, oh, I like it. Wow. Ed O'Bannon, where are we wow. at? We could do a whole episode right on that. that. This is insane. And it really the, is. The amount of, it's obscene the amount of money that the NCAA gets and that yeah. these players are, are under the guise that they're student athletes. And we know with, you know, two a day practices and with the amount of games that they have to play and away games, there's no way that they're expected to be good. It's a joke that we expect them to be good students. Well, so there needs to be, I don't know how to, I hate people like this. I don't know how to fix it, but it needs to change. But I, I don't, again, I don't know how the specifics so on how I was exactly we're going to fix athlete. this. I was a division one athlete. <laughs> really? Here we go. Wait, what? This is the first I've heard of that. And, huh? and so here's, Interesting. I mean, here's, here's the point, right? Is so swimming at Cal Poly doesn't make any money. Exactly. So because I'm a division one athlete doesn't mean that I should be entitled to be paid. Period. That's fair. Yes. And so I felt that the fact that they, I was able to get into school because of my, my swimming ability. And then I got my degree. I felt that that was payment enough for what I did for the school to swim. Now, if you're Reggie Bush, if you're Tim Tebow, if you're some of these guys that, you know, that they're selling video games and marketing you and selling jerseys and marketing you, you know, that's a very elite group of student yes. athletes that that's should what I'm referring probably to. be, well, okay, but then where do you make that, where do you make that line, right? Because then you say, well, you're part of the football team and the football team sells this many, you know, seats per year, per year. We, we, we get this many TV rights money and all that. And you know what, even though I'm the 58th guy on a 55 man roster, even though they don't have it, but <laughs> You know, 
I should be entitled to some of that as well because I'm part of that team. So, you know, they're not Reggie Bush. They're not Tim Tebow. They're not Matt Leinart. They're not these guys. So the problem is, and I think that that's the problem that they're having, is where do you I, make that cut I don't off? think that's a problem at all. We do that in professional sports. There's a, there used to be a professional Los Angeles lacrosse team that played at the Home Depot Center. They're not getting paid as much as Kobe Bryant did in his two-year contract. So, I mean, I don't think that's a problem There's a tiered whatsoever. System. Right. I think there needs yeah, to be a tiered totally. system. Because I think, and no offense to you, Mr. D1, I don't know that, <laughs> I don't know that the demands, you know, were as were put on as much on you because I don't know that you were traveling, you know, to well, out of state. And I, I, I don't know. I wasn't. So, okay. but, but but here's the thing. So, where they get to fly, I had to take a, a 15 passenger van, yes. and so I was in the car for four to five hours for okay. some of our events, okay. and we were gone for you know you know most of our meets were three days, so we had to, to go down the day before. We competed those three, and then we drove back late at night, you know. So we weren't studying during that time. So there was there was definitely, and we were doing two a day practices. We had to. Fly all the same rules yes. that were 20 hours per week that you could train and I don't know what the rules are now we had to do the 25 50 75 percent rule as far as degree completion and we had to have a certain amount of GPA per you know uh, quarter so that we were able to stay eligible so we had to follow all of the same rules and you know whether you're in the you know on the gridiron or you're in a swimming pool or you're on a volleyball court or whatever Student athletes, whether you are a tennis player, a swimmer, or a football player, you're basically doing the same amount of time. The time, that's fair. Okay. And so, you know, again, I think that if you ask 95% of athletes, they're all going to say, yeah, you know what? We don't sell those tickets. I don't think that we're entitled to it. I think most of us are realistic about it. I, I don't think in college... Even if this came up while I was there, I would say I deserved a, you know, a stipend. I don't think that I did. They gave me a stipend for every day that I was gone, you know, to eat. They paid for my hotel room. They did all that kind of stuff. He's and definitely not a millennial. <laughs> There's no entitlement there. No. There, well done, Ben. There isn't. There is no entitlement. And I think that that's the problem with our country today. Oh, is, here we go. Uh oh, oh yeah. Uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> Let's save that for guys in shorts, the political podcast. Is entitled. And you know what? That is, but that's the hardest part. Yes. And, and I do think Let's that there should the be a point where we say, you know what? Yes, you know, you are Reggie Bush, and we sold, you know, $8 million worth of jerseys, and yes. you are enabled, or whatever. And I think that they, they should figure out a way and, of doing it. And that's it. the argument I'm coming from because sure things will always be sure things. So those one and done college players who you know, these guys are going to the NBA. Reggie Bush is going to the NFL. These guys are going to make their money. I'm not worried about those guys. I'm worried about the fringe guys, the, that 55th man who's on the roster, who's missing classes, who's not able to be a good student, and he's not going to make the NFL. And then he's not making any money. He's not here, making the NFL. Here's the so thing. what is... They have made the they're rules, ending up, but they have made the rules as far as student athletes are concerned so that you can still be you can still be a good athlete the only ones that don't want to be i'm sorry a student the only ones that don't want to be good in students are the ones that they know that they're going to be drafted the next year and the only reason why that's a problem in the nba is because it's a one and done league and if you look at the basketball season all they have to do is do well for one quarter they don't ever have to worry about having like any part Simmons, of their degree yeah. completed or anything like that. All they need to go in is take underwater basket weaving for their first quarter, <laughs> get 12 units. Beginning jogging. Well, that second quarter, they can take enough units so that they can complete their season, and then they walk away from it, and they never have to worry about it. But you know what? For the 99% of other athletes that know they're not going to become NFL, NBA, or MLB major league stars... They're getting. They have the time. So you're behind the, the, the education is their payment. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. You go to Stanford University and you get a full ride. You're telling me that's not worth anything? Hell yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. All right. I can see both sides.
But can we agree that the NCAA is making obscene amount, oh, obscene yes. amount of money ridiculous. off oh, yeah. of these players, and they're yeah. not seeing any of it? Oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> so I'm right. <laughs> All right. We still like rule uh, change number one. I feel like that fixes NCAA. All soccer? Good job. No, the division. <laughs> <laughs> no more soccer. Else, are we fixing anything I, else? I got one more. It's a NC, It can be an NCAA rule with football, but it could also work in the NFL. Kind of ties in with my half-court rule. It's the, the three or the four-point conversion. We have right. the, the two-point conversion, which is on the three-yard the three line, or depending on, on which league you're in, the two-yard line, if you're in the NFL. I think it would make the game a lot more exciting if you had a three-point conversion, and maybe that's at the 10-yard line. So you back the team up. So if they want to get more points on the, after, on the PAT, they can kick it for one. They can go for the two-point conversion from two yards or three yards. They can go for the three-point conversion from 10 yards, or they can go for the four-point conversion from 25 yards. The only, <laughs> the only problem that I have with that is that I think that it makes – like, let's use it the NFL as the example. The it, it, takes, it takes – no, it takes the first – because it's a 60-minute game. It takes the first 57 minutes and almost makes it where it doesn't matter. As long as you know that you've got a play that'll work, right? So if you think about, and I can't remember the team that played Oklahoma State. Boise State. Boise State. When Boise State did the Statue of Liberty play, mm -hmm. they had that, and they had been practicing that all season. And so they knew that when they needed a play to work, that that would work. So really what it does is it relegates the first half of the season, the first 57 minutes of that game, and it says, you know what, as long as we know that we can get this trick play to work, we can still win that game. And I think that it takes everything up to that point and it just kind of throws it out the window it says it's not important but you got to remember this rule works both ways so if you're the patriots and you're beating up on the dolphins and belichick wants to run the four-point conversion and you're ready up 20 you yeah. can keep, you can run that four-point conversion and absolutely bury them so you can you can put that game so far out of reach where the three of the four points is not enough is Tom so Brady in or not? <laughs> Tom Brady is in. <laughs> Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo. Running the four-point conversion. Yeah. And, I know, that's I, just my idea. And though. I know we probably don't have time for this, but there was one other rule, and I think this goes across all sports that they should do, is, and, and mostly with the sports that don't want to do the instant replay, is implement the challenge rule. And if a team challenges and continues to win the challenges, you should never run out. Challenge until you lose. Okay. The, prob the problem that I like have, that. If, if you get the, the challenge right, you shouldn't lose the challenge. Absolutely. Like and that. you should just continue to be able to challenge. And if you win five challenges in a row because the referees have missed five calls, then you know what? You should get the sixth one. That's the way I look at if it. If you get it That's wrong, fair. you lose it. But if you get it right, there's no reason. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with that. Well, isn't, it, isn't baseball that way? Yes. Major League Baseball is that way. Oh, it is? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> I haven't watched a game in two years. <laughs> You're a Dodger fan. Good stuff, gentlemen. I feel like we made some we have enough? huge progress. I'm sure that segment's going to come back several times because we probably could have continued talking about rule changes for another hour or two. That was that one was a lot of fun. Our next bit, we had Taylor Felix on a couple episodes ago from Fangirl Sports Network. And she was here to talk about the Rams. She's the Rams fangirl. Uh, but once the interview was over, we had her on the phone and we were saying our goodbyes. And she mentioned that she's a big USC fan. She went to USC. And so we discussed some of the coaching there. And it, it produced interesting conversation. So I'll let you guys listen in on that. And then I think we could probably talk some SC football also. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's my jam. That's yeah. totally yeah. my jam. Oh, yeah. speaking my language. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> Eric is excited because he he loves USC. Well, I was going to say, out of curiosity, how do you feel about Clay Helton? You know what? I like him as a coach, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. But well, I'm he... also 
when I was in school, I was with Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And then right when I graduated with Sark, so I don't have much good mm. to compare him to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little relieved that yeah. he's there. You know, Lane, I think, is a good coach. He was just too immature for the he's job. He's a good offensive coordinator. Way too yeah. immature. Yeah. He was so quiet yeah. at everything. It's like, how do you rally a team? You can't even rally me. And I was a cheerleader there. <laughs> and then you get Sark who just gets drunk and starts yelling obscenities. <laughs> oh, I was there for that. Were you really? Were you? Was, oh. Yes. It was as comfortable or uncomfortable as you could possibly imagine. Really? I couldn't believe it. It was awkward yes. on the radio, but you're never <laughs> sure if it's like, oh, did they play that up? Or was it just like a clip that was, so it was awkward in the, in the room huh? or at the place. Oh, it was bad. From the wow. second he came up to the podium, you knew. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Well, we have our, our next topic. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> totally. That was Taylor Felix, and she was a ton of fun to have on the show. If you want to find her, she is on Twitter, at the Rams Fangirl. All right, let's talk a little baseball. As you've probably heard, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim outfielder Mike Trout won the 2016 American League MVP. Pretty exciting. There was a lot of debate going into this because obviously he had the stats to win it. But being on the Angels, which did not perform exactly all that great this season, there was a big question mark, would he get it, being on a team that was so awful? Well, back in episode 23, Darren actually posed that question. We didn't have time for it because it was a show that ran long, but it produced an interesting conversation. And then we also had a funny conversation about Matt Kemp being traded. So let's listen to those now. Actually, you know, I, I had a an interesting question for you guys in the room and it's it's about mike trout so sorry to uh take away the uh the audience of vin scully but do you guys think he's deserving of an al mvp this season i'm looking at the metrics you consider the wins above replacement for the last five years now he's been the top if not the top right of it and since the angels are not in contention do you think that's i think Part of it, you're the most valuable player, so your team needs to succeed because without you, they would not be succeeding. So if yeah. you're not succeeding, I don't know that you can, you know, claim that you're the most valuable. How are you valuable on a team that that isn't doing anything? It's yeah. tough. Is he deserving to yes, be in the that's conversation? A, that's true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Will he get it? No, no. absolutely not. Yeah, because right. the Angels are that awful. They're that awful, and that, and that's my feeling too. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, good because he's the uh, he's. Going to go 30 for 30, possibly, possibly. because he has, He's, what, 27 stolen bases. And he needs one more home run, unless yeah. something happened uh, And he'd be the only evening. player to do yeah. it before his 25th. 25th birthday. He's not 25 yet? No. no. Wow. He's not. That is impressive. Yeah. Makes you really think about your life choices, right? <laughs> you've accomplished it. Oh, kick me while I'm down. Oh. I have a question for you guys. Did you guys, anybody here know Matt, Matt Kemp got traded on Saturday? I, I heard that, but nobody cares. Matt Kemp is dead to me. Yeah, the I Padres had no gave up idea. Yeah. That's crazy. This guy was one of the biggest stars in went, baseball a few years ago, yeah. and it flew underneath the radar. Yeah, he went to the Braves. In fact, the yeah. Dodgers, when they traded him to the Padres, were paying... And I don't remember what the numbers were, but they were paying a portion of his contract the for the Padres to pick it up. And so now that he's been traded, the Dodgers are still picking up that portion no. for the Padres. No. The, uh, the, they paid, Matt Kemp was paid $32 million from the Dodgers to play for the Padres, and the Padres will pay $10.5 for him to play for the Braves. Wow. 
So each wow. team is paying the other team yeah. to get rid of him. But like does the, are the Dodgers and Padres still paying them? No, I think it's just the Padres, just the Padres now. Padres? Yeah. So this is what happens. Rihanna just leaves you in a wake. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. She's worse than a Kardashian. Totally worth it. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, next week I'm coming up with my Rihanna a update. Rihanna update, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> Listen to our other podcast, Rihanna 101, with Ben and myself. Moving on to the Rams. Back in episode 25, we did a Hard Knocks recap that didn't make the show. And we have it for you here. I just want to say, hopefully... When you're listening to this, Jared Goff has proved us wrong that he's an idiot for not knowing what horizon the sun sets and rises in. Here we go. Besa, what would you think of Hard Knocks? Oh, I loved it. Isn't it great to see what happens behind the scenes? It is great. We see what happens on the field. Now we see what happens behind the field. I'm a little discouraged that our quarterback didn't know that the sun rises in the (laughs) the east east. and sets in the west. (laughs) I mean, everyone knows that. Everyone has to know that. Everyone has to know that. Didn't he go to Cal? He went to yeah. Cal. Yeah. 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 But think that about it. doesn't say much about no, their educational institution. Well, <laughs> their athletic program, I think, has a lot more to do with that than the, yeah. <laughs> the education yeah. system. But think about that. Was that, <laughs> that, that's not in a textbook anywhere. I feel like that's just common knowledge that you learned on a camping trip with your dad. Oh, no, or something, I think it's you know? in textbooks. Yeah. yeah. Which class? I don't know where you'd learn that. <laughs> no, I'm asking Vic because like he said it was in the textbooks. Yes, yeah, science, science class. class. Why Which would one? It? Based on Earth's rotation, probably. I don't know. I I'm not had... talking to you, Eric. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I just had science class. It didn't have, not high school. I'm talking about like elementary school. It, sh- it should have been learned in elementary well, what school about for Eric sure. Eric? I mean, I mean, ne- never eat shredded wheat. I like that Jeff goes, he should be, it should have been learned. No, it should have been taught. <laughs> I am a yes. learned man. Yes. Well, look at, look, <laughs> what Eric, spoke. look what Eric Cush had to say where the earth just spins yeah. Yeah. around. And Eric Cush did not come across as a, a genius. Oh, no. <laughs> and he, he, he burned. He, <laughs> yeah, that was him, nice. Him and all his, what, 3,000 or so tank, tank tops. tops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved yeah. them tank a tops. A man of few words. This one's, you know, not too much. Yeah. This one's not too much. <laughs> Any uh, any other takeaways from Hard Knocks? Actually, going back to the whole Jared Goff, uh, you know, when we we're talking about whether he should be a starter or not, I, mm-hmm. I think that actually shows you exactly why he needs to learn how to play in the NFL. I I couldn't believe when they were talking about that in in college and in high school. He never once gave an offensive, you know play in the huddle. In the huddle. Like, that's yeah. just crazy to me. Like, I don't understand that. Like, how does that never happen? So then they cut to him and he's like fumbling on his words and <laughs> oh, yeah. they break and they're like, what the fuck did he, you just say? Like, yeah, I don't, he, I don't he understand. Phrase, yeah. yeah. There's a, she had a string of 15 or so words yeah. that he was trying to get across to his entire team and he yeah, just and it was crazy. And then the whole thing with the uh, the snap of underneath the huddle and how they had to like teach him how to get a snap from a center. Yeah. And I'm like... You're a professional football player. How do you not know how to get a snap? Like, I just, it blew my mind. I think that just proves the point that being a quarterback in the NFL is much more than just physical. You could have a great arm, but if you don't know how to memorize plays and memorize mm-hmm. an offense, then I, that you're, you're lost there. I think it's why Alabama quarterbacks even get drafted, because usually they're not the most talented, but become because they come from a so pro-style offense, they almost automatically go to become a backup, because at least that way they can take the snap, they can learn you know, how, how to hold a huddle and all that kind of stuff, where maybe your, your, your more athletic people, other teams take them to be the starters, but it takes them a year to groom them to teach them how yeah, to do those things. No, very true. Yeah. All right, if you've listened to the show, then you know that Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira, is a huge fan of soccer and that he played soccer in his youth. But what you probably didn't know is that Eric actually played with a one Landon Donovan. And he shared that story with us. We left it on the cutting room floor until right now. 
So check it out. Don't you have a history with Landon Donovan? <laughs> so I actually do. You know, I've, uh, I don't know if that I've told the story, but I actually played against Landon Donovan. Really? Yeah, I played, yeah. so I've, I've never really been a Landon Donovan guy kind of going is back. Is that when you were on That's, Buena Park <laughs> FC? <laughs> Listen to D2 talk. <laughs> yeah, this is like, uh, you know, Little League uh, type stuff. So uh, there's... There's no question that Landon Donovan's the greatest American soccer player ever, the greatest Galaxy player of all time. But I personally think he could could have been even better. And that's kind of the knock that's been on him, is that even with all the accolades that he has, he could have been even a better player. And that's that's kind of my controversial Galaxy fan opinion. That's everyone what Kobe kind of, says about Shaq. <laughs> everyone kind of, <laughs> you know, prays at, at the altar of St. Landon. But part of that is kind of my personal collect, connection because I, I have played against him before. I was only 14, 15 years old. It was back, I think, my freshman year of high school. It was an open cup game, kind of that Buena oh, Park League yeah. type situation. My team was in the bronze division. His team was in the gold division so we got to we matched up against them I had a couple of guys who I went to high school with who actually played on that team on Landon's team and they were gushing about this kid you know, we have Landon he, he's great he's a national team player he's going to end up playing in Europe so even at 14 years old this kid already had tons of hype around him so I was curious to say well what's the deal with this guy so that's part of my my reasoning why I felt like he fell short because this kid had hype even before he was a name even, he was like Shea Cotton yeah this is, this is someone that you heard about locally this kid's going to wow. Do, yeah. do big things. And kind of the fun story, my our glory days, I'm going to rehash that. We're actually beating them at the half. So I want to give a shout out to my friend Jason Machado for drawing the foul. <laughs> and then, and then, I hope you played better than you did at our uh, Olympics. <laughs> I did. So I'm, I've... I, I know my role. I'm a role player. <laughs> and then another shout out to our captain Chris Lucas for scoring the penalty. We're up one zero. You, were, you at the like half. the Robert Ori, yeah. right? Yeah, I, had, I was the more of a Mark Madsen type. Yeah, uh, I so, love it. But the funny thing is, we were winning at the half one zero, and then the team they stopped messing around. They came back. They wiped the floor they with us. Yeah, <laughs> they beat it. we ended up losing the game four wow. one. They scored four goals in the second oh. half. And the rumor was Landon was coming off a, le a leg break, so he didn't play in the first half. Uh, I remember one of my friends saying, "Well, he the." His leg healed between the first. <laughs> no, half this was he was coming off a long-term injury, and that's the coach was resting him. Gotcha. gotcha. He went to the Paul Pierce school of how to <laughs> fake an injury. And then the other uh, the other thing is that the, the, there was a rumor that the coach played him at defense. So if you know. Landon Donovan, he's not a defensive presence. So uh, playing him on defense was kind of a goof on the other team. So the, they didn't take us seriously. We were able to get a, a little sneak in. So that's me reliving the glory days when nice. I played against Landon I Donovan. It. But uh, I love it. Yeah, the Thanks knock for about, that trip down memory lane, <laughs> yeah. Grandpa Vieira. Yeah, that's how I roll. My <laughs> wife, my wife will give me a hard time about this. So you know, you know you're going to tell people you old. played against Landon Donovan again. She's <laughs> <laughs> sick of this story. How many times have the kids gone to sleep hearing that story? <laughs> Back when Daddy used to play against Landon. Oh, I know. I hope when you're like 60, you're still telling the story. <laughs> the Hammer definitely loves him some soccer. One who does not love him some soccer is Ben Garcia, who actually we did get Ben to go to a Galaxy game, and he had a takeaway from it. And while it didn't make the original show, I feel like it's important, if for no other reason than to get Ben talking about soccer. So check that out now. Can I, can I make a statement real quick? So one of the things, one of my takeaways when I did go to the Galaxy game, and this is a, a positive, so here you know, we go. Coming from whoa, whoa. Giassi Zardes, watching him play was like watching a man amongst boys. And wow. he was by far the best player on the field that I saw. And it was sort of like watching Dennis Rodman play in the 
M- <laughs> National League or the NBA Summer League. And that's not just because of the hair, right? Yeah. When you know, I mean, you could just tell just the way the way he he passed the eyeball test. He, right? he did. He passed the eyeball test. He was by far the best player out there. And just is that, that right? Nice. I is he the best on the I, team? Is he the Landon Donovan? <laughs> I don't know that I would call him the best on the team, but definitely since returning from his time with the U.S. National Team, he's been the best. The you know three or four game stretch stretch that he's been on, he's been their best player, and it's not necessarily showing up in terms of goals scored, but he's creating space and he's yeah. creating opportunities Absolutely. Yeah. and getting he, those assists. So, well, and he was his, looking for other people that were in the exactly. middle of the field, and he was kicking the ball to them to put them in the position to score, even though it didn't really work out. He was the guy that the offense revolved around. He was the Chris Paul of that team. And right now, his confidence is sky high because he did get that national team call up, and he's he's going at players with his speed and some, and his some hustle. Kind he, of he's mar- one of the, yes, he's, exactly. he's one of those guys that. He's constantly moving, and uh, if he makes a mistake, he's that kind of guy that wants to make he'll up for that, that mistake. Back. Yeah, he'll you know he'll sprint thirty yards to get that ball back because he made a mistake. And I think that's a lot of what Ben saw was this guy was just constantly working, on working. the move and working hard. Yeah, so he's definitely that kind of player. And the opposite of the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> he's not soft. He's, no, he wasn't soft. <laughs> the opposite like of soft. And I think you secretly <laughs> love uh, soccer. I, yes, am, I, so. I actually you have to give. Soccer. No, listen. You know what? I give soccer a really hard time. I had. Yeah. I had a nice time with you guys at the soccer game. I had to leave early for my family. But uh, that's you know, no fun. That's no fun. But <laughs> I like you I, better I am, when you I hate still, soccer. I am still waiting to see my first goal in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and until I see one, you guys, it's not a sport. It's gonna be <laughs> oh, there you have it. Proof that at one point, Ben actually paid attention to soccer and had a pretty good takeaway. All right. Back in episode 14, this was one of our favorite episodes to do, and that was when we did our big sports movie spectacular. And we talked about our favorite sports movies, our favorite athletes from a sports movie, our Mount Rushmore of sports movies, uh, inspirational quotes from sports movies. It's a great episode. If you haven't checked it out, I suggest it. It's one of my favorites. Episode 14. There was a couple topics that we had to cut out because it, as usual, just went on far too long. And one of those was funny quotes. So we did funny quotes from sports movies. And then we also did our favorite sports movie ending. And those were great topics, but just due to time... We cut them out, but they are here for you now. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, what about funny lines? We got some funny lines. I, I got one from Rocky. Let's hear it. So when Rocky, and I, <laughs> I think it was in Rocky 1, when he's talking to uh, one of the guys, that's he's sitting in a car, and uh, he was asking him, like, hey, where should I take my girl out on a date? And he says, take her to the zoo. Retards love the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that anymore. <laughs> He's quoting a piece. Yeah. It's, it's no, okay. I know. Okay. You, you can never get away with that now. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it was a different time for Rocky, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so he was talking great. about Adrian, and that was because yeah. that was so back when she was great. wearing the big glasses. Yeah. She was covered up, and yeah. you didn't yeah. really know what her personality was, and nobody did. So right. that's what they just all yeah. assumed. Right. Oh, right. I love it. Every time, I, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned A League of Their Own earlier. Yes. And just the most memorable line from that movie, there's no crying in baseball. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that was that's a classic. One mine too. Yeah, that's and, and shortly just, after that, he follows it up with the, anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat <laughs> yeah. on to the empire? Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is so, so good. Funny. So and, good. Then, and then the little boy in that movie also. Oh, made, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just. Still well, Angel. Still well. That's right. Yeah. I love when. 
when Jimmy Dugan he signs the baseball for the kids. Don't get the and clap. They read it. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> that's good advice, stuff. kid. That's good advice. <laughs> and then another one that stuck out in my mind is from uh, the critically acclaimed film The Water Boy. Oh, it's oh, Rob nice. Schneider yelling, "You can do it!" Yeah, a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's just <laughs> transcends just the water that's, boy. That's true. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. Oh, Besa, you got a funny quote? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really need to mention the movie. I think uh, most of you guys will figure it out. But uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge yeah. a ball. <laughs> <laughs> solid. That Rose the wrench. Patches a hula hand. Patches a hula hand. <laughs> yes. And my other one was uh, a popular shirt nowadays. My wife has this shirt. Our buddy Jason, who was on the show a few weeks ago, has this shirt. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, oh. you're killing yeah. me, Smalls. Yeah. That's yeah. classic. That's yeah. good stuff. That's classic. Love the sound lot. Ugh. Vic, you got a favorite funny line? Uh, I do. I, I need to set the uh, the picture a little bit, but it's uh, just imagine if you Paint were. Paint a picture um, for us. Imagine if you were a play-by-play announcer mm. and um, you were at your wits' end at describing uh, a pitcher throw a ball. <laughs> um, good old Harry Doyle. Oh, yes. that is just fantastic. a bit outside. <laughs> Tried for the corner and missed. Ball four. Ball eight. Ball twelve. I can't believe they're not biting on any of these pitches. <laughs> Should I go oh. get him? Now let's see how he reacts. <laughs> Major League. He's got so many yeah. good ones. Oh, yeah. He's good just stuff. throughout that entire movie. I, I, I bet you can make a list and just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Every Chris Haywood leads yeah. the league in most offensive category, including nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> when he sneezes, he looks like a party favor. Ben, it sounds like you kind of refreshed uh, all of this information. Did you like watch it last night? Or? I know. What's I, going I, on? I, listen, yeah, that's some of these a, movies yeah, I've watched probably... In, yeah. Well, in yeah. college. Yeah. So this was back before, you know, we didn't even have cable because it was too expensive. Right. And and where I went to school, we had one channel, right? Okay. So KSBY, you, you, you know, had, NBC. Yeah. And so we didn't really watch TV. So every time, you know, we were drinking at night, mm-hmm. the next morning when we were recovering and you got all those solo cups hanging out with yeah. beer and it yeah. smells like stale ass <laughs> in the room. These were the movies that we would put on yeah. and these were the ones that brought us back to life the yeah. next day. So each yeah. of these movies I've probably oh, seen yeah. 20 or 30 times. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, we need more D1. Uh, stories uh, his college years. Oh. <laughs> we could we could have the D one guys call in and and do a whole uh. bit. Well, and I try, and they will confirm that my stories are true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good hey, segment. Yeah, the college years. We I could like do it. that. All right, for my money, my quote it it doesn't get better than this, and and uh, I'm not going to do the voice, but it is like Eric's. It's it's a little bit of a monologue, so I have an excerpt from it. <laughs> So we finish the 18th, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, llama, how about a little uh, something, you know, for the effort? And he says, oh, no, there will be no money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) I have no no idea where that's from. How do you not know? That's Caddyshack, Bill Murray. Talking to the kid, and the best part of that quote is he has a pitchfork literally in the kid's <laughs> neck. It's like poking the kid in the neck. He's talking to him. Caddyshack? No? No. I, yeah, I you know, know Caddyshack. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, you know, I've seen it. Carl Spackler. That right? was not one in my rotation, I guess, because that does not sound familiar. Oh, classic. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Movie cinema. Good stuff. We can all agree sports movies produce. Some of the best endings of all movies. Yeah, sports that's, movies. They're, that's why we. That's why we watch. They're the best. What's the best ending to a sports movie? 
We know earlier, uh, Darren had mentioned Rocky, Rocky Four, and mm-hmm. that you know the Cold War ending. Adrian! I've got I've got one to one up that. So oh, really? there's a movie called Victory. Have you guys heard of Victory? Yes, with Stallone. Yeah, not Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, really? and Pele, and basically the premise of the movie is it takes place during World War II, and there's these prisoners of war who have been captured, and they get they convince the the Nazi team to play a game of soccer. So it's basically you know you have these Allied prisoners against you know the Nazis, they hated and so Nazis. they hated Nazis, and at the end of the game it comes down to a penalty kick, and St- Sly Stallone is the goalie. And he saves the penalty at the very <laughs> yes. end, and they're in they're in uh, in Nazi occupied France, and the crowd rushes the field. Even soccer movies yeah, are not it's interesting. Great. It's great. <laughs> and, and it's, you know what? It was a movie, and I'm sitting here, I'm going, you know what? I really, I'm going to let this go. That is as uninteresting it. as yes. all of your galaxy. <laughs> you got to watch it. But, and then the crowd Moving rushes the, the crowd rushes the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna power through. <laughs> oh. Oh. This so is the, more. Hammery than I oh, could it's have as even hammer imagined. As you can get. Oh, yeah, it's it's as hammer stuff. as you can get. Yeah. So then the crowd rushes the field, and everyone busts down the gate, pushes the Nazis out of the way, and all the players escape, and they're free from prisoners of You're war. Okay, it's not really so a true during story. World War II, <laughs> soccer saved the lives of several prisoners of war. Wow. And oh, Pele's in it. There's a bicycle. It's just great. It's wow. It, that sounds pretty strong. <laughs> ben, what's your favorite ending to a sports movie? Mine's actually unconventional, as what? you guys would expect from me, right? <laughs> most most end with them winning a championship, with win- them winning a big game or something like that. Mine actually was Tin Cup, where he comes up and he just blows the U.S. Open on the 18th hole. It really is but the it was, anti-sports. But it was memorable, you know? And you so go. as yeah. they're walking off, he goes, I just blew the U.S. Open. Right. And somebody says, but you know what? No one's going to remember five years from now who won the Open, but they're going to remember your 12. Like yeah. that <laughs> was one crazy. of the best endings of a movie you ever. Do have to give Tin Cup credit for that because it is the anti-sports movie ending where like everyone expected him to win, but they're like, nope, we're gonna uh, and twist it this way. But, and it was, but it was true to his character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because right. I mean, he always went for it, and yep. so if he doesn't go for it at the end, you're gonna go, well, you right. know what? You know, it's typical Hollywood. But but you know what? He went for it, and and athletes that are that think they're the best, they go for it. You know, Tiger Woods always went for it. He always, you know, thinks he can get around a tree. And 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 Pujols is always swinging for home runs. You know, yeah. these guys in their head, they're the best. Right. And yeah. so, you know, to, to get ben away from their from character. experience, by the way. Oh, this sounds pretty close to home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We're talking about how but great he was. But it stuck to his character, and that was the best part of the ending. <laughs> but to that point, that reminds me of Bad News Bears ending yeah. with the call out at home. Yep. So, you know, that's also a non-conventional ending, and the players walk away. And when you think about it, they were the bad news bears. They yeah. were they were not good. They had no business winning that game. So just being close enough to win and walking away with their heads held high is a great ending to that movie, yeah. right. even though they technically didn't win the game. Well, and A League of Their Own does the same thing, yeah. where it's sister versus sister in the big game, and Gina Davis, who kind of was just there, and, and then her kid's sister, who's pitching against her, and 
and the kid's sister wins it because she wanted it more. Yeah, good stuff. Spesa, favorite movie ending. You know, I, I kind of went with a memorable moment also. And Jeff, you brought this uh, movie up earlier, but uh, again, the the cool runnings, the oh, Jamaican yeah. bobsled team. I'm a, come on, guys, these are Jamaican bobsledders. No chance of winning. Wasn't John Candy in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Some of his finest work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here they He's are. He's the coach. You know, they're going down the racetrack. <laughs> the ski comes Love loose it. from the bobsled, and they crash. But what do they do? They save face. Yeah. They pick up that bobsled, put it on their shoulder, and walk That's across right. the finish line with some respect. They That's may right. not have won the medals, but they won some respect out That's there. That's right. They sure <laughs> did. It, it does. It, it chokes you up every yeah. time yeah. you see Great it. Great movie. It's funny. It, the, that one, too, kind of is kind of the... Unconventional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unconventional yeah. ending. I went with the completely cliched and totally conventional... Of course, conventional you did. Typical yeah. angel fan. When you hear this, you're going to go nuts. The natural... Oh, yes. there you, you go. remember, the lights. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, yeah. this game is on the line. <laughs> he's at bat. He's bleeding. Yes. Like there's blood. The, the catcher sees the blood in his jersey coming Calls through. Calls that sign. Yeah, he hits the ball, and it's, it's so it's so over the top. Yeah, it literally hits the stadium lights that explode like into fire- what? Oh yeah, fireworks! That's right. <laughs> He's running around oh, the bases. Everyone's cheering. Sparks are falling down yeah. onto the happen. field. It can the, happen. The electricity, which Ben, you work for Edison, you could you could confirm this. The electricity blows up the other lights right. because the right. one light blows it ionizes up. the so, air around it. Is what yeah, happens. Oh, All nice. of right. them are are exploding onto the field. Yeah. It's like fireworks. And, oh, <laughs> it's my, so good. If so my good. pick was the hammerest of picks, that was the Jeffist. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. For I had sure. to go with it. I had to go with it. Easily. Easily. All right, we saved the best for last. Vic, your favorite you sports movie ending. I'm going to go with uh, with Ben's theme here of the and and Darren's of the unconventional um, <laughs> it's not going to be a Jeff ending. Um, <laughs> Rocky. Oh, Good. Yeah, at the yeah. very end, yeah. you, the first one. Yeah, for the first, first. Rocky, just Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay, they're having this epic fight. I mean, he's a, he's a nobody who comes out of nowhere, and he's going to fight for the heavyweight championship. It's a heavyweight. He's going to fight for the championship. I don't remember what weight class it was, but and and he's in and he's in it. He's still in it. He lasts to the very end. The announcers announce. You know, the crowd goes crazy. The announcer announces. You know, this is one of the greatest fights ever. And as he as they're announcing that it's a split decision in Apollo Creed's favor, he finds. As he's yelling, Adrian, he finds Adrian, and they embrace, and it's, oh, yeah. dude, seriously? It's a good ending. He lost. It is a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lost. lost. You, it's funny, because you forget that he lost, yeah. Yeah, because it feels like he won. Yeah. Now, you know, that was a, a movie that Stallone wrote so that he can actually star in his own movie. Right. Do you think that when he wrote it, he thought... He, he had the foresight to think that if it actually turns out well, that he could make a second, and that had he won it, maybe it wouldn't have been as good to it make a wrapped, sequel. It would have wrapped a nice little bow on it. Yeah. 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 Although now that we think about it, we just talked about four unconventional endings, so maybe unconventional is the conventional. Or oh. or, oh. or you can go with Karate Kid as one of the greatest I, endings. I had that in the running. Kids, mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. honorable mention. The crane oh. kick at the end. I mean, come oh. on. Is, Seriously. That's true. That's so no, good. That true story. Needs honorable Earlier mention. today. Uh, you beat the Cobra Kai guy? You waxed on and waxed off? <laughs> Did you sweep the leg? <laughs> no. I tried to, though, but I kind of pulled the groin. Darren liked the short shorts. <laughs> my, my dog. 
daughter was upstairs watching some TV, and I stood in front of the TV and I put my hands up in the air <laughs> and I got my knee up in the air and I did that crane kick. Nice. And she's like, and "What are you doing? Why did you kick your daughter in the face? I don't understand." And, my, oh. and Kayla look, looks looks at me like, "Dad, you're an idiot." <laughs> She doesn't even know. No, she doesn't know. So this weekend, what are we going to be doing? Watching Karate Kid. Excellent. Excellent. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but if you have, you need to go on YouTube. And there's a YouTube video where it explains how Daniel LaRusso is actually the bad guy in the movie. I've heard that. You need to look it up. We could post it on our our website or on Twitter. (laughs) And you got to check it out. And it basically talks about how this guy comes into town. He tries to hit on Johnny's girlfriend. And Johnny's just practicing his karate. And this (laughs) kid comes in. (laughs) It's great. It's it's a great like five-minute clip that you guys. Nice. Gotta check out. You gotta check five, Nobody out. watches five minute clips. <laughs> we definitely enjoyed talking about those movies. I actually we left the we left the mics running and we got a good outtake in that episode that I just happened to stumble upon when I was looking up bits for this segment, where Darren says something he probably regrets. And of course, we don't let it slide. Ben, how have you not seen Field of Dreams? Idiot. Because he's an idiot. Because he's a big, dumb animal, folks. <laughs> he's too busy watching Ice Princess. <laughs> Seriously. That's right. I have seen you, Ice Princess. How many times did you watch it? It's on your DVR. I've seen it twice. It's not on there anymore. I've seen well, it, it was. Okay. I'm gonna br- next week, I'm bringing a DVD copy of Field of Dreams, and you're watching yeah. it. I, I have it. You can borrow oh, mine. There you go. Can I give it back four years later? <laughs> that's, that's what I do to you. So yeah, it's only Did fair. I like her one back. Oh I no, I gave no, it to. Uh, I Darren. took it. I thought yeah. I brought that's it back. Right. Did I bring it back? I don't think so. No, oh, it's crap. sitting on your. Yeah, it's sitting on my DVD mm-hmm. set. Yeah. yeah. You never did, did you watch it? it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, good stuff. You know, I love it in short shorts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and I got that recorded. <laughs> Guys in shorts. That's why he said it. I have that forever now. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks so pimp, though. He did. Uh, Look at him trying to cover it up. Keep talking, Darren. Uh, (laughs) Did you see him in those short shorts? (laughs) (laughs) Bulging out of those shorts. (laughs) Bring it on. Go ahead. Put it on. Put it on the end. Go ahead. We got our post. For our last segment, I've saved one of our favorite bits, and actually it's everyone's favorite segment, and that's rapid fire. <laughs> so when we put these together, we we essentially, it's everyone puts together questions for the others. And, and we try to limit it to one or two questions because we know it's going to go on long. Well, that never happens. We always write way more questions than we can use. So on the cutting room floor was left a bunch of questions that we've put together in a rapid fire segment that was originally from episode 33, but here it is for you now. I hope you enjoy it. I don't think I've hit you up yet, Eric. So at the end of last week's episode, I implied that you blamed Kim Kardashian for being robbed at gunpoint. (laughs) What role, if any, do you think Kim played in last week's incident? I think that it is very possible that it is a publicity stunt, that it didn't really happen, that it's just a story that she made up to get eyeballs. You know what's funny? Oh, come on. How did this become a Kardashian update? The reason why I asked is because I read (laughs) an article. (laughs) Well, I read an article that said that if she had pressed charges there, that it would be the Ryan Lochte effect, where now she could be held accountable for lying to the the authorities. And there's cameras on Ryan Lochte. Where are the cameras of these guys? I heard heard that she didn't file formal charges in Paris, and so that's what everyone's speculating is that it was an actual lie. Of course it was. It breaks my heart. The second we heard it, the second I saw it on Yahoo homepage, I knew it was. (laughs) Who goes to Yahoo for their news? (laughs) 
Oh, do we not do that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Ben. <laughs> Actually, I got to rethink my homepage now. If Ben's the only one doing it. Yahoo's your homepage. <laughs> Yahoo. No, it's not my homepage. Oh, but that's where okay. I go for my news. <laughs> for my hard hitting. I mean, news. it's bad enough that you go for there for your news, but if it's your homepage, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Is that your default search? You've engine? got mail. <laughs> AOL, right? <laughs> All right, Jeff. You can hit me at Prodigy. <laughs> so you're taking a road trip to Death Valley. Oh. Which athlete do you ask to ride shotgun and spend the week with you? Oh, my gosh. That's a fantastic question. Mike Trout, so you can teach him some personality. <laughs> you know what's funny is... Mike Trout crosses my mind, but I'm like, I don't know how much money he'd be on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> that Jeff Fisher, that's a personality. I'll tell you who'd be a good time is Lamar Odom. Oh, <laughs> you'd probably get a little sidetracked. I don't know that we'd make it to Death Valley. Who are you? That is not, that is not answering. Jeff, Jeff yeah. would end up in periphery. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff, you Oh, that's not my answer, but... Okay, good, good. Dennis uh, Rodman. Shoot. This is what this that. is one of those questions that you really want to think about because you want to get the answer <laughs> right. Jeff, Jeff, you're a single male. And oh, we can go. And yes, a it's a, any oh. kind. Yeah. Oh. How have you not been thinking about that? Well, uh, uh, good good point. I apologize. <laughs> Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. <laughs> you need to pull up the U.S. women's soccer oh, what's, team. What's that soccer? Uh, uh, Alex Morgan. Morgan. Alex, Alex Morgan, Morgan got kicked out. She's not. She's not on the U.S. Uh, national team anymore. Solo. They just, they just got <laughs> rid of uh, of Alex Morgan and some other. Well, chick. then she's got plenty of time for the trip. To <laughs> All right, Ben. Yeah. What's the best show on TV right now? I married at first sight. <laughs> huh? <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> Follow up question. What was that? Nobody knows. Follow-up question. I, I, I watched that show. Would you choose Dodger games available on TV if it meant you couldn't watch that show anymore? You know what? At this point, no. Wow. <laughs> the, the Dodgers have lost me. As far as TV? As far as, as far as watching them and following them the way I used to. Yeah. I'm going to follow them casually. I'm going to be an Angels fan for the Dodgers. <laughs> what? what just happened? It's so dumb. Oh, my gosh. I love it. We got any more? All right, I got one for you, Jeff. If Mike Trout were accused and indicted of a heinous crime in Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> the night before having knee surgery, would you automatically assume that he was innocent? If so, why? Well, I mean, I automatically assumed Kobe was innocent. There you go. I think that's my Trout, answer. Yeah. There you go. Well played. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't have any more. Should I just roll through? Hammer, rapid fire. All right, Ben. Yes. Ryan Lochte asks you to come out drinking with him. Do you go? Why Absolutely. Or, why or why not? Story. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Darren, yeah. Kershaw for Trout, do you make the trade? No. Ooh. Wow. No. Jeff. Would you rather never have your favorite sports team win another title or never win a fantasy football championship? Well, do I know this ahead of time? Yes. Just Oh, well, then never win a fantasy football championship, and then I just <laughs> never play again. <laughs> but you have to. Oh, okay. You got me on a technical. <laughs> I'd still choose. Even, even if I didn't know ahead of time, I'd choose the fantasy football thing. Vic. Yeah. Due to scheduling conflict, the World Cup final, USA versus Ecuador, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, Kings versus Rangers, <laughs> and Game 7 of a Dodgers versus Angels World Series are all on the same day at the same time. Which event do you choose to watch? I got to go with the U.S. men's national team. You said World Cup final, World right? Cup, USA yeah, versus Ecuador. We've never, we've never done that. <laughs> I have to go with the U.S., yeah. All right. A question to just Jeff and Darren. 
Oh. Angel question. What kind of soap do you plan on using when you wash our cars? Oh. <laughs> well Here done. Here we go. Well done. I'm well, not using soap. I was going to take a bucket and pee Water. in it. And, uh, <laughs> just going to throw that over the car. <laughs> Dang it. Then we I, do yeah. owe, due to the Dodgers having a better record than yeah. the Angels, we do owe a car wash to these guys. Which we need to pay up. TBD. Yeah, we'll plan mm-hmm. that off air. This is a question for everybody. If you can go back and play a sport that you never got to ch- play a chance as a kid, what would that sport be? Tennis. Football. Mine would be football. My mom wouldn't let me play football. Hockey. I go for football. Yeah, I didn't play football. Yeah, mine would be hockey as yeah, well. Hockey. Hockey. Well, and being in Southern California, we never really. It's like you had an opportunity to play a lot of ice hockey. Yeah, no, no, not at all. (laughs) Good stuff, gentlemen. I feel like we learned a lot about each other today. (laughs) (laughs) A lot about the Kardashians. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and and way more than we needed to know about the Kardashians. How does that keep happening? It's unbelievable to me that we still keep letting Ben work the Kardashians in. It's just ridiculous. Well, that is it for this special bonus episode of Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. We hope that you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy producing the show. It really is a ton of fun. These last 39 episodes now that this makes have been just a joy to work on. And we're hoping to expand things and building the Guys in Shorts name. So that's it for this week. Be sure to check out the Guys in Shorts King Show and the Guys in Shorts Ram Show. Now, those show up in a different feed. So if you don't subscribe to those feeds, you're not going to get them, just to let you know how that kind of works. It kind of gets more in-depth to those teams. So if you care about those teams or you just like the Guys in Shorts banter, definitely check those ones out. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and, of course, Facebook. We have our website, guysinshorts.com. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, that's at 562-450-3356. And as always, we appreciate when you share the show with anyone you think might enjoy it. And also, those reviews on iTunes, they really help out a ton. And we certainly do appreciate those. That is it for this week. So for Victor Costello... Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I am Jeff Wilson, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Do you know I love it in short shorts?